0: Some of the things that we've you've you've got to, and I've just done a really brief summary, but these are some of the things that you're dealing with. As senior students, they're usually aged, as I said, around 16 to 18. You might get the occasional younger or older one. Um, things like, as you will already know, hormones. You know, there, there's a lot of hormone activity going on sometimes. It's so the hormonal activity is so thick, you can almost see it. Um, and a lot of the time that can create relationship issues, um, conflict with friendships. Uh, a lot of students can be very, particularly in certain schools can be very competitive and it's a very competitive environment. Um, they're also very focused on lots of other things outside of the school, like going for their licences. Parties. Um, lots of parties, socialising, lots of people turning 18 and then friends or brothers and sisters with 21sts and lots of dead balls and all these different things, you know. They're always socialising and doing things, a lot of them. Um, I, in my experience too, I found... I'm sure Erin did, you know, a lot of them have sporting commitments. You know, they might, like some of the boys might get paid to pay football and we're not, you know, girls don't usually get paid. But
1: Well, they, anyway. they're starting to now, actually. I've had a couple I of know. girls yeah, who are.
0: Yeah. At the at high school level, are they? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because the women's football is, has really taken off in the last few years. Yeah, that's great. Mm. And But, you know, they
0: take their sport very seriously mm. and then and a lot of them, they do part-time work. Now, I did part-time work too, but I didn't work as much as a lot of these young people mm. do. You know, a lot of them work nearly all weekend. And after yeah, and
1: some days. of them, especially if they work at McDonald's, mm. some of them, I shouldn't name a particular and location, woos, like but that. they're quite often pressured into doing the overnight shifts. Yeah. You know, work from 4 o'clock in the morning till 7 and then you can go to school. So yeah. some of them are actually doing this um, Which is worrying. Some of them have to do it too. Yeah, that's right. They really have to do it. So it's, um, and it's
0: so frustrating for you as a teacher because they Mm. come to school tired and worn out or they can't get their homework done because they legitimately have to work. Mm. So that's another way that
1: your flipped learning can be mm. really beneficial. If you've pre-recorded something, then if someone's super tired because they've worked six hours that evening, they can catch up. In, in the time that works for them. But the
0: problem is, you know, mm. it doesn't really help because they, they're tired and tired they students are. don't learn effectively. No, effectively. that's right. So it's a bit of a shame, but we're up against that. Mm. Pressure from parents to perform mm. um, or the opposite, not much support at all mm. or conflict in the home. Um, some This happened to me, all of my besties left school (laughs) in year 11 so I was pretty much on my own in year 12 and I felt really lonely and I felt like dropping out so many times but I just didn't go to school very much I was a bit naughty Um, and they go out a lot you know they actually love to party a lot of them so you sort of and 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 at the moment too you know there's always always this uncertainty about their future ambitions, they don't know what they want to do with their lives, you know, and they're getting this kind of, I suppose, feeling that everyone's starting to expect them to know what they want to do mm-hmm. and how to make those decisions, you know, they don't even know. So, um, And also anxiety. Some of them who've really loved school can be feeling a little bit of almost like a impending grief about that part of their life being over. Um, of them can't wait to get out of there but others who've been really part of a school community say if they've been at a k-12 school you know yeah um yeah and yeah kim says she feels that way about uni yeah so you know even yourself how you feel about things even at uni it's it's just really it can be really difficult and we don't often feel comfortable talking about that stuff so you know that there's all this stuff going on inside their heads and Sometimes they'll be grumpy, sometimes they'll be tired, sometimes they'll be a little bit off um, and you can feel it, you know, that Mm -hmm. sort of affect, you can Mm -hmm. feel it. It's palpable in your classroom. So that's the reason why, you know, good relationships are so essential because you can just quietly sort of say, hey, come in here and come into my office for a sec, we'll have a chat. You know when that sort of is something's wrong. And it's really important to follow up on that because you never know what, um, and and if there is an issue, um, try not to let them tell you too much because that can be, then you might have to mandatorily report something and that can put you in a situation where you've got to betray their confidence. You know, they might have confided in you about something. And then and you one, one way
1: to make sure that they know that you are teacher as well is to say, I do want to let you know that if, you're, if you do tell me something where I know, you know, that you need extra support or if I'm worried about you, I actually legally have to tell someone. So you can sort of preface your conversation with that so yes. that, you know, I, I will have to tell someone if you if I think you're going to hurt yourself or someone else mm. or whatever that might be so so that they know you're still a teacher and there are laws that you have to uphold. However,
0: yeah. However it's really important that you have um, a set of, like we used to have a lot of pamphlets and things and cards and things for youth, you know, for headspace and all those kind of places um, around, but we'd also quietly mention it to one of the school counsellors who we Mm. felt might be suited to that student. And then they can just keep a bit of an eye on them and check in with their other teachers and see if they've noticed it. So, you know, it's always good to just check it out as well because um, you've all heard about the hidden curriculum and what goes on beneath the surface of schools. There's a whole underbelly of... um, Mm stuff going on beneath the, the um, veneer of the school and you don't want those students to get we feel more marginalized or singled out so right.
1: but also be, as a homeroom teacher or a um, you know core teacher or whatever you call them at the particular school you don't know what's happening in the other classrooms unless those teachers tell you. And it might seem like, oh, I don't know if this is even worth letting you know, but it might be five or six teachers saying something similar that someone is being bullied or picked on or I have this feeling. Um, and that can be really helpful when they do end up having a conversation.
0: So yeah. yeah. And that's right. You know, you usually they have a homeroom teacher mm-hmm. and a year level coordinator. So yep. they're the people that you would tell. Mm-hmm. And if in VCA you would be telling the VCA coordinator?
1: Yeah.